Hello and welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. I'm joined by former racer turned coach Ben Clark. On this episode, we'll take a look back at the highs and lows from the world champs in Aris, Sweden, and look forward as normal service is resumed and we are back to World Cup action. First up is the City event in Stockholm on Tuesday night before taking a look at the women's racing from Kranz, Montana, Switzerland, downhill on Saturday and on Sunday it's Alpine combined, whilst the men have three races in Bansko, Bulgaria. They are Alpine combined on Friday, then Super G on Saturday, finishing with a GS on Sunday. Ben, welcome back. And how did you enjoy those lovely races in Are? Well, when they started from the actual start hut they were supposed to, they were really exciting. I got very upset with the weather, the snow conditions, yeah, it was hard, and, wasn't it? And, and everything going on, trying to trying its best to ruin the championships. Obviously, listening to your daily roundup podcast was getting a feel for just how hard the course crew were working just to put races on and in some of the speed events perhaps that might not have been the best idea but I think once we got to those last couple races when the conditions started to clear up a bit I, I picked three kind of top moments and they were all from the from the tech events surprisingly enough from me Schifrin's second run in the slalom Christofferson's second run in the GS and Hersher's first run in the slalom all three of them were just monumental efforts either because they had something to prove, they were behind in the race or they needed to lay a marker down. All of them were just runs that were so far in front of the entire field that when they got to the bottom I was almost laughing with how good their skiing was. The weather played a massive part in the whole championship, a real shame. I mean, when you can't go to RA in Sweden and get perfect racing, you know something's not right with uh, the snow and the, and the sort of ski world but it's it was really tough I think the organisers did a really good job of actually getting the races run because now looking at it the beginning of the two weeks and we were still running races in crap conditions and you're like well why aren't they just delaying it why aren't they just moving it back and waiting for a better and the weather never really got better until the last couple of days did it no, so, it just got warmer and warmer yes. you probably wouldn't have wanted the speed guys racing in slush the way no, some of the slalom was, and GS guys it was so in. hard but you're right it meant that the races were compromised I don't think annoyingly I don't think through the whole championships we really saw apart from maybe the, the two slalom events a really sort of even playing field for the athletes to put their the sort of race faces on and, and battle out on skill. Yeah, it almost ended up being a tournament for the for the favourites uh, because especially in the tech events, them having the, the early start numbers. I mean, even though the conditions were a lot better for the tech events, as, as you said, in the slaloms, after the both first runs, basically the first six people out of the gate were the first six after the first run. So even then, it was still... The guys were at a disadvantage if going in that in that second or third seeding group, and it meant they were far less likely to have someone yeah. coming from a long way out to make a really big statement. Yeah, uh, but it was a bit of a shame. But well done to the organisers for doing everything they could. The, the guys worked incredibly hard. I know that Hans Olsen, who used to compete with me in in World Cup downhill, Swedish guy who was chief of race for a few of the races there he um, was saying that the guys are working night and day incredibly hard to get these championships off and I think actually whereas we're saying obviously it's a, it wasn't that good for as a race event I think the effort that they put in was absolutely amazing. But um, I've got I've got another couple of questions for you. Right. Um, what was your biggest shock? Ooh, I'm not sure what my biggest shock was. There was there were, I, mean, it, I would have said surprise, one of, I would have yeah. said one of the speed events because I guess the the favourites didn't really perform as as well as expected. I'd say the biggest shock was probably 
we talked about it bef- before in our in our extra long podcast before the championships was the likelihood of Svindau and Von going out on top and the fact that they both managed to podium in their yeah. final race that was probably my biggest surprise because yeah, especially with Von crashing in the in the super G and barely straddling being able a, to straddling a super straddling G gate. a super G gate I mean I've travelled a GS panel and that was not fun I never went anywhere near a super G gate so no. uh, I have no idea how she came back from that quite heavy fall oh, in the space, of, in the space of three shine, days yeah in the space of three days only having that one quite tentative uh, downhill training run in, in the first half of the combined to then really put it all on the line, not be in any way gun shy, and then obviously Svindal in his last one just kind of. I know it was. Went. I thought it was amazing that they obviously sort of. It's hard because they've obviously still got it in them. Their bodies, by all accounts, are the biggest hindrance in in them to carrying on competing. But it just shows that that they've still got the skill. They've still got that the fight and the and the drive to win medals because they just yeah saved it all up said that they didn't want to leave anything on the hill and walked away with you know Svindal's only a few hundreds off gold uh, and yeah. and Von manages to pick herself up a bronze medal I think it was utterly astounding I really. certainly think having those two races shortened as well obviously you're dealing with people with a lot of injuries definitely paid yeah. into their favour a little bit because if that had been full length downhills that you know, some of the other people might have yeah, got yeah, a bit a more point. time on them, but they, you know, you can only race on what's in front of you, and they both put down absolute stormers for their final run. I mean, I guess a couple of people answered some questions that we've been asking about them before the tournament. We said, "Is Christopherson going to win a race this season?" Um, well, because he hadn't yeah. won a race all year up to that point and had an absolute monster in that GS. Well, that was my bigger shock. My bigger shock of the thing was. Was Christopherson winning that giant slalom? Because, like you said, he's not been anywhere. Well, he's well, come not, second. Not been anywhere, he's come he's, second yeah. in all of the GSs behind Herscher, but he just didn't look like he could beat him. Yeah, um, and uh, all of a sudden pulls out this performance. That second run, I don't know how much it paid into. I think it was Fave that went down just in front of yeah. him and, and kind of hip skidded on like the fourth or fifth gate. But just watching it on television, the spectacle, spectacle became even more because there were no highlights, no replays in the finish area, so the camera was just on him for a good 15 seconds Listening before the start while he was raw. chanting himself uh, some kind of Nordic yeah. chant and really, really building himself up into a frenzy. And I remember saying in the podcast before the World Champs that he seems a lot more aggressive than he used to be and was that working for him? Yeah. But clearly just watching that level of focus he got himself into, and it wasn't just a you know blind rage, it yeah. was just pure focus. Yeah. And that made, I was by the time he pushed out the start gate, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing it up. Cool, it, was, was it? it was really cool that they had that camera so close to the start and he was just completely in his own world mm-hmm. getting built up. And then the time he put down, you know, there were, there, you know, there were still Pantero and Hersher and that in that race, yeah. and, and he just blew them out of the water. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool, and, that, and I guess like that comes on, sort of takes the same. The best moment, I think you're right, will be that Svindal and Von both going out on a high, mm. both both legends of the sports. Obviously, Von, who was chasing this history, the most successful female racer of all time. But the pair of them are very big deals in the world of ski racing, and and to have them go out on such a high, I think, was pretty cool, was it? Yeah, it was definitely deserved, and just another person that we'd said questioned before the before the tournament as well was Jansrud, what's, what's been going on, yeah. did he still have it, is he struggling with being possibly the number one, and then again, finally got everything together and put down a, a monster, I mean, you know, obviously a bit gutted that Svindal didn't get the win by two hundredths or whatever it was, but 
I mean, it was it was incredible to yeah, see especially him in back those to conditions form. as well. It wasn't you know that it was the light was flat. It was powder snow. That was when we saw Raikel, wasn't it? When he went and did, uh, it didn't turn up to the bib draw so that he could start bib 46 yes, instead of yeah. starting bib 1. Which actually looked, yeah, it looked he, like he it was almost, a good call, He almost got it? away with it. Yeah. Whether it cleared up a bit, he was up on a couple splits, but I'd never seen uh, anything like that before that, that Raikel pulled with the... Wow. I don't know whether that was a team decision. They said, Hannes, you're the guy that's going to no, try well, this, or whether it was entirely down to him. Because of his rankings... Like his World Cup start list points, it means that he starts number one. So he saw the forecast, knew that it was going to be powder bashing, and he'd be better off on some fat boys, and decided that, do you know what, I fancy my chances at bib 46. It's which not, It's not very often you see anything like that going on, is it? It's no, quite, but I think quite, it was I think it was a brave call. And like you say, it very did it nearly pay off. In terms of the snow conditions, it was way better. He obviously got caught out by a few ruts, which you don't normally get. <laughs> Going one. <laughs> but it meant that he the snow conditions were way better so it it was certainly a turn up for the books so you haven't done a uh, daily round up for a few days been not well uh, yeah um, we got man, some, we got man, some, man flu is real we've got, <laughs> we got some GS and slalom to talk about so do you want to do slalom that was most recent okay let's start off with men's slalom we'll work backwards men's slalom you said in the big podcast before the tournament that if they've sneaked to top 10 you'd probably be a bit disappointed do you feel a bit disappointed because his first run frustrated us and the second run was what's turning into a bit of a classic Dave's second run charge it was a third fastest second run but then he ends up ninth and we feel a little bit am I disappointed cutthroatly yeah I am um, but so will he, he will be as well so I don't feel like I'm doing Dave a disservice and again, we've spoken about it before, it shows the skill of him that we're disappointed with a ninth place at World Champs. But yeah, I am disappointed. And especially, like you say, because he was third quickest on the second run, he started bib 10 on the second run. Yeah, I think so, something like that. Uh, and he only started bib 14 on the first run, so it's not like it was massively down to bib. He didn't start, you know, 15th and uh, and first or, third, or something. Yeah. You know, he started around the same bib number, so it wasn't about necessarily about course condition I spoke to him after the race just to say congratulations because obviously it is a good achievement and he just says that he just wants to be able to do two runs as we're all seeing he's able to do one run but he can't at the moment find two runs at that same intensity at that same tempo at that same fight and drive and that's just something he is going to have to keep battling with and it's not as easy as saying we just got to go for it on both runs <laughs> just I not mean, very much armchair coach yeah, just go for it my yeah. yeah. so uh, yeah I am disappointed but at the end of the day it's a good result but it could be better and I think that's what's disappointing what about you? What do you what do you make of it? I was just screaming at the telly on the first <laughs> run. I was I was saying just just go just go faster, Dave. Just push harder. Um, it was straight. It looked like he didn't quite find the rhythm on yeah, the first the run. Yeah, the tempo is a little off. I and think, it's it? very hard to attack if you're not like if you're if the ski's not picking up the way you want in those first couple of gates. It's really hard to then force yourself yeah. to commit to the amount of power you have to put down because especially with how many people were crashing out. In that variable conditions, because they were sorting that living yeah. daylights out of that slope, and some gates it was holding on, and some gates it wasn't. So, if your ski's not picking up quite right, it's very hard to then go. I'm going to put everything yeah. on this next turn in case it just breaks away from yeah. you because it turns into an edge check, which obviously you don't. Want. We certainly saw a lot of athletes struggling with the snow conditions. I think we saw. 
Clement Noel struggling with the snow conditions. We're used to seeing him obviously being a bit closer than we are now. But at the same time, they were talking about it on commentary and they were saying that, you know, both of these, the races that he did well at Kitzbühel and Wengen, he, it's a bit of a steeper slope. This mm. In RA, it's longer and flatter, which is why it has to be longer so that they can get the vertical drop in for the homologation. But he maybe isn't able to generate the speed as much and, it, and he needs the, the sort of steeper slopes. But Clement Noel certainly struggled. But Hirscher made amends oh, for that, that GS. first run, wow. Really went for it. I mean, Noel skied his run and I thought he looked a bit tentative, but yeah. a solid run. And then Christopherson went down and took a fair chunk out of, yeah. out of Noel. And I was like, okay, so that's more like it. Let's see how well Hirsch is feeling. And then he absolutely Just, destroyed yeah. everyone. It's pretty special. The fact that Pantero was even within a second of him yeah. was impressive. Pantero made a mistake. Was he point, on the first round? It was 0.56 off, made a decent mistake two thirds of the way down. So. I think Hirsch still would have beaten him, but he would have been even closer. I think that Pantero, he's not a dark horse because he's not—he's too good to be a dark horse, but he's he's been bubbling along quietly, isn't he? And he's peaked at the right time for the world champs coming away with the gold, silver and the bronze. The last couple of races before the world champs, he'd started to look like the Pantero from yeah. three, four years ago. Yeah. Like there was lots of talk of him not being able to get his set up right in the last couple of seasons and you've been able to see it in his skiing he could yeah. put like a section of a, of a run together but not the way he was two three years yeah. ago and then something's clicked and they've got that set up right and he, you know, it might come out as you know they don't really do it but if you were to say overall kind of champion of the tournament you know gold silver and a bronze is not bad to come well, out of there you, you, t- you talk about sort of medal halls up until the completion of the slalom Austria hadn't won a gold medal at all through the whole of the world championships which is ridiculous a ridiculous stat and then they managed to come away clean sweep didn't they Hirscher then Michael, Michael Matt, Matt yeah. and then Marco Schwartz who you called Schwartz for the combined I called, combined, I called, I called yeah. Yeah. we both we both said oh, yeah, so, for the well, yeah, and I got what did I get four you, picks right you got four picks right I got three picks right yeah. which means I should never pick speed events because I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so uh, but that slalom was pretty special I think Hirscher I don't know he's another level under pressure you know leading by that much you've just seen and heard that Pantero's come down and made a massive mistake that big hip skid inside somebody would have said to him at the start like Pantero didn't take the lead and so you know that you've got a second plus advantage in the start gate. And to have the balls to go out and still charge in those snow conditions, rutted, like you say, these variable snow conditions. And he was inch perfect on so many gates. There was an awesome slow-mo shot. And he just, this tip would have been like a few mil the right side of the gate. And you're like, that is just insane. Whenever I watch that, I just I wish I could do that. Um. <laughs> It was incredible. We've talked a couple of times before about racing tactics and I think he showed that perfectly on that second run because he went all guns blazing for the first maybe 10 gates of that second run. He had a 1.7 lead over yeah. Michael Matt, who it was, just to make sure he got to that first roll with most of that intact. And then from that point, he was still going very hard, but he was just managing that lead. And you could see each section was maybe quarter of a second, three-tenths of his lead kind of chipped away. And that's probably the most calm second yeah. run we've seen from him in a while. I think he came up 20th on the second run, and normally we used to see him almost setting the fastest yeah. run both times. But you could see that he knew that that 
win was really needed for the Austrian team. Granted, even if he'd skied out, still would have been an Austrian winning because they had the yeah. next two places. But that was probably the most tactical second run from Hirsch we've yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah, and somebody that we you don't really talk about having other gears other than top gear but he uh, he certainly did sort of manage to have a tactical head on his shoulders we've spoken about it and I spoke about it on a couple of the daily shorts after the races and and I think we often do talk about having to go 100% and you, and you have to charge top to bottom but you you still can't be stupid with the way that you charge and he would have had to have been aggressive and dynamic but still be aware of where he can be more tactical throughout the run. And I think you're right, he blitzed this out the gate, so he got used to that, so he got into the right feel, and then just took his foot slightly off the gas. And when you've got that big an advantage, you don't need to. And he did look to sort of manage it just right, didn't he? Every sort of split, he was losing like three or four tenths to Matt every split, and he still finished the what did he was like six tenths ahead or something? Someone says he's got a little calculator in his head, yeah. working it out as he goes down the stopwatch. A cool race enough. Dave with that second run meant that I think, I think, yeah, Dave Dave won't be as happy as he could have been, but I think it was a good save. I think that's sort of what it will be viewed as, as opposed to a, his best performance or or a, a good race day. I think it's a good save. Yeah, I think I think that second run just again reinstills the knowledge in him that he is fast enough. He is as good as these guys. He just needs to find something in him that makes him do that on the first run yeah. as well. Like I said, it's definitely not easy, but that that's what he's looking for. He knows what he's got to work on, and you know, I think having a city event come up this week will be something to just help bring that every run aggression out of him. I mean, it's a tactic, isn't it, rather than skill? So it's easier. Is it easier? It should be easier, in theory, to, to change your mental game as it is to try and fundamentally change technique. Dave doesn't need to change his technique to be the best in the world. His technique can be the best in the world, and we've seen it multiple times this year, so all good. Women's slalom. Schifrin. Wow. Saved the bacon on the second run. She did. That was an incredible second run. Again, we talked about the conditions, loads already, but again, on the, after the first run, it was basically the first six down in the first six positions then a big gap and then everyone else uh, so it was just a little race at the top for those few remaining kind of glad to see a Swede in the mix as well with yeah. Anna Swen Larson because they, they come close in a couple of events but without really giving the fans something to be yeah, really, really excited about, about. Yeah. so when she came down and took the lead on the second one I was really really happy for the, for the Swedes to have something to properly get behind yeah. um, so that was that was brilliant but she, apparently she'd been struggling with illness. Her and Hersha supposedly had been had been ill. Um, so apparently she had a chest infection, so didn't have the amount of strength she would like. Um, possibly why the first run was probably quite reserved by her standards. Mm. Um, but then you know she said in a few interviews afterwards that she just said, "Look, it's it's one run. It's." one minute yeah. if you can't push for one minute you shouldn't be here yeah, and then got herself to that position where you know she was out on her feet in the finish both with you know exhaustion and emotion from winning um, or from taking the lead and she had an absolute monster of, of a second run and, and no one could really could really stick with her no and I think we all expected it to be Vlahova really to, to be the one pushing her and you're right Sven Larsson just again had another great second run 
buoyed on by the crowd maybe and just made a real race of it yeah and Wendy Holdner's got to wonder what she can do to get past these girls in, yeah. in a race that's not the combined because yeah. she seems to be nailed on in the combined but then in the in the other disciplines she can get almost to the top but then just can't get can't get can't past get that final hurdle um, can't get on that top step yet and then we'll battle on quite quickly because we've got quite a few races to get through here but also the uh, men's GS yeah, we talked a little bit about Christopherson's kind of well, second, second run Well, that second run was brilliant, wasn't it? It was such that, a cool run. That's what we've been waiting for from him, to a see from him. A couple of seasons now, I think. Well, just all this year to just put that whole run together. Like you said, he's been on Hersh's tail in a lot of the GSs this season. He's almost looked more likely to beat him in GS yeah. than in slalom. Yeah. But still, every time he put down a good run, Hersh would just blow it out of the water. And this time, he just got every single section of that run almost perfect it was a very and cool run it was no no one could get near him and it made I think it really meant so much to him you could see in, in the finish just how much it meant to him to beat Hersha fair and square illness or not you know Hersha was winning the first run mm. and Christopherson did enough to fully take it from him what is nice uh, I, I keep harping on back to it with when it comes to Christopherson but you didn't see Hirsha throw the toys out of the pram, did you? Didn't see him going off and, and chucking his kit around. <laughs> didn't see him like throwing stuff around, he look, he looked kicking too, he his look, poles. He, he, he looked like too, he was about to murder somebody. He looked too but he tired. Might have been waited until <laughs> until uh, the cameras had gone before he started swearing and chucking stuff around. So yeah, Hirsha obviously was seething underneath that, coming coming down and not winning. And yeah, I think that as fuel, didn't he, for the slalom? I think watching Hirsha's second run, I think almost his challenge was kind of gone in the first four or five turns he just a bit like we were talking about with Dave it's really hard to get that full attack if you're not quite getting the pick up of the ski on the right first the few gates yeah. and, and although he made time on the first split he didn't look as comfortable yeah. um, and, and that then meant he was spending more time getting the feel for the ski rather than just Trusting straight up it. accelerating yeah. but again Pantero again have, carrying on his brilliant form yeah. just showing that he is the, the ultimate all-round athlete right now. Yeah, um, you know, it a, looks looked brilliant on both runs. Obviously, not quite Christopherson level, but not really making mistakes. Looking really comfortable, really confident. I mean, you think how many runs he must have had in RA across all of the disciplines he was involved in. He must have been getting quite tired towards the end of it. Yeah, uh, well, you're you're exactly right. We've talked about how Schifrin was saying that she didn't want to be too tired to to race, so she was taking races off and wasn't competing in this, that and the other to make sure that she was fit for the slalom and the GS and Pantero went, you know what, I'm here to win as many as I can. Yeah. And backed himself and look at him, you know, he was on for, to push Hirscher right to the wire in the slalom, one momentary lapse of concentration wasn't, I don't think, down to fatigue, he just went inside, it happens, it's racing, you know, you're working on fine margins and he just pushed it slightly too far but he was, you know, right till the last race of the competition, the last run of the last race, he was on par-ish with Hirscher so it shows that now, these guys are all-round athletes. They're only racing for two minutes a run at most. Yeah. You've still got enough in the tank. But yeah, I think, again, the racing... Pantero, it's it's nice to see him return to form again, and I expect to see him really just finish the season really strong again. I can't, I can't wait to see how he, how he goes in the next few, next few events. Right, let's uh, get back to World Cup action, shall we? So on Tuesday night is the Stockholm City event. For the men and for the women, so the head-to-head city event. So obviously we've seen one already this year of the city events, which was won by Schwartz and Flahova. That's right, Schwartz. Yeah, because he. Uh, David, yeah, 
and it was a bit of a turn, not a turn up for the books, but he really sort of battled his way through, didn't he? And Vlahova, again, I think coming into this race will probably be favourite, which is almost down to her genetics. Just being that bit taller. Being a bit taller, being able to double clear these gates. And actually, I mentioned it in the podcast about the team event from the World Champs. And I wonder if somebody like Zenhausen, because he is a bit taller, everybody else is clearing the GS panel which is in the flag part is probably in front of their face whereas he's so much taller I just wonder whether he can just see more so you think Dave, Dave's back on the podium I think Dave's back on the podium yeah I stick my neck out there and say Dave for the podium he said that dual stolen background all those years I'll drive slow yeah, pays 100%, off 100% um, yeah I think I quite enjoy the city events and the head to head I just feel a little bit bad in terms of the fact they're such a small field um, yeah it's so hard isn't it we, we've talked about it before you don't get you get you do get World Cup um, points, but yeah. you don't get WCSL points towards it. So it doesn't necessarily points. count towards your start list points. But, you know, we've talked before about guys like Popov from Bulgaria going from 74 and coming in the top 10. And with a city event, you can't get that. And I almost feel like they, they need to have like a qualifying round in the morning so the normal field can race, but they might not make it to the main event in the evening. Um, just so you could maybe have someone come through uh, Try and open it out a little bit more. I, I, I mean, I quite, I quite like it. I, mean, I don't. It, it, obviously, you couldn't do the full field all at night. Otherwise, you'd never get the race finished. I understand yeah. why they cut the field down, but you can almost have a separate head-to-head in the morning, just straight knockout to decide the last few spots in there, just so that you might get a surprise well, so you, inclusion. So what you don't, you don't have, you don't necessarily give sixteen spots at all. It's a to- You have you bring the top 32, 64, You bring the top sixty-four and get them to race. And then the top sixteen race as the TV part. You you could do or it that way, give, or you or could you give like the top eight. I might give the top eight. their to kind sure of buy through to there. Make sure you've still got the the stars. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they were, if yeah, if, I mean, I if you cool, could consider you, it because yeah. fans will come all day long if there's racing going on. I mean, if you look at it, we don't see Lena Strasser racing yeah. in the in the city events, but he is easily, arguably one of the best at the city races he he came and won city race races before and he, yeah when it was now, just invitational wasn't yeah it? and so yeah maybe you're right it would it would mean it was closer racing but then also yeah it just means the day's longer but you're right you, it's a night race so why can't you could run a one in, in the morning yeah I quite like it open it up a bit more I think the women's side might be a bit harder just because there's not the, as much depth there so maybe they wouldn't have as many people pushing for the top position so but yeah, I think it would be good to open it out yeah why not yeah, give Alex Tilly the chance to race him head to head wouldn't it exactly so who do you think is going to take the city event but I'm going to go sorry I'll go first <laughs> I'm going to say Vlahova for the women and I'm going to say I'm going to say Dave oh Dave for the win yeah um, I'm going to say I guess it depends on who's racing I don't know if Schifrin will race or not if he's taking more time off uh, I'd say Schifrin for the for the women if she races. If not, I'll default back to Vlahova as well. And wasn't it Lins Linsbacker? Wasn't she doing? Um, she was doing the double cross block, wasn't she? In the team event, was it her that was? Oh, Katarina Linsbacker. Yeah, uh, possibly. Trying to put ideas in my head for who to go for. Of course not. Um, and then in the men's, and Hersha doesn't seem to like the uh, no. head to heads as much, does he? No. I might say Schwartz. Just because he won the last one, yeah. Schwartz, Dave, final, take two. I think in the final with Dave will be Zenhausen. Yeah, and for the giant gangly friend. (laughs) Yeah, makes me look small. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. he's like he he definitely performed well in the 
in the team event. Uh, and maybe Andre Mura, because he's ba- bowing out by the look of it, isn't he? So last race in home snow. Yeah, maybe. I'm, st- I'm sticking with Schwartz. Man, right. on, man on form. He's got his got his third place. All right. All right. Okay. And then let's have a look to the action this coming weekend. We've got the women are racing in uh, in Crans Montana in Switzerland. They are racing downhill and then alpine combined. So they're alpine combined. The speed of the event will be a downhill, obviously. And so I think, or well, again, who is going to topple Wendy Holdner? In the com- in the combined, in the combined, yeah, and unless Schifrin decides to race, no one. But I can't um, see. Sh- I mean, I really can't see Schifrin. I can't see her going there because she does. She keeps talking about. I'm not sure if it's the phraseology that she uses is racing smart, but basically very focused and picking the races that she wants to do. And I don't know that going to Switzerland for downhill and a downhill alpine combined to go all that way for those two events makes sense air miles wise not price wise obviously because she'd be making <laughs> money hand over fist but do you know what I mean I'm not sure that the take, getting that sort of travel time for those two races for her will, will be a priority no I think Holden is probably going as, as favourite but Roggenhild Mowinkle had a very good world championships she as did well again, like she, the games didn't she pulls she, it out yeah she's similar similar to uh, Pantero peaking at the right time yeah. she's been there or thereabouts but just far enough under the radar that she wasn't being spoken about too much as, as one of the favourites so she came away with a couple of medals so will probably be riding pretty high on confidence has that ability to do a, a speed run um, and, and, is, and is more than capable at slalom as well so you know she could be in the mix as well but I think Holdner is coming off a pretty special, special world champs yeah. as well so she'd probably go down as favourite but then in the downhill it's wide open the downhill for the women now it's so good there's so many ladies that, that can take the, the victories take podiums there seems to be all of a sudden gone from you know only being able to pick from a couple of ladies now I feel like there's six women that could win yeah, Schmidhofer and Siebenhofer are going to look to bounce back from, by their standards, a pretty pretty poor world champs. They were, you know, pretty. They were form athletes going into it with three or four podiums between them in the last couple of races prior yeah. to the world champs, and then yeah, didn't really perform or get the yeah. best weather conditions. You know, you've got Goggia coming back to full yeah. form now. Stu Hetz has been in yeah. incredible form, so. Um, it's going to be a tough Suter, one. Connie Suter as well. And Connie Suter's raced brilliantly. She came a little bit blindsiding of, yeah. of some people. Now I'm quite sore. That kind of level coming from her. But who, who do you reckon for the for the win? Um, I'm going to say uh, it's warm out in the Alps at the moment. So I'm trying to think who who's got that subtlety uh, to try and deliver in softer conditions because I'm pretty sure it'll still be soft by the weekend. So I don't think that Godgia is going to have it because I think that she's. She's a little too aggressive. Um, I think that I think I may stick with Stu Hetz, but it seems like a go. It seems like sounding a bit like my go-to at the moment, Stu Hetz. But I, I'm going to go with her. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Gotcha. Oh, you are going to go. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you said she doesn't like it in the soft conditions. No, I, probably, I, probably, probably a bad choice. But I wrote it down. No, earlier, I don't. So. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not sure. If she, well, I'm not sure what her opinion on, <laughs> on not liking softer conditions is. But my my opinion is that she because she's so aggressive that it may not suit her. But she may stick two fingers up at me and win by miles if she does that'll do me a favour give me some respectability back in my speed picks Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, so let's then move over to the men's competition. We've got Super G Alpine combined for the men on Friday, and then Super G and then Giant Slalom. So Super G Alpine combined, I think it's still we're still looking at a tech winner, and we're still really looking at Pantera, aren't we? Yeah, I had I had Schwartz for this just because I feel like he might be able to go a bit closer to Pantero in a Super G uh, to maybe buy himself a bit more time. But Pantero could quite but easily Pan- but be go arguably... even faster than him in Super G. Yeah, well, Pantero's on on form is a faster slalom skier than than Schwartz at the moment. Yeah, in the last couple of races, that's true. Although you know, Schwartz, should... Schwartz, Schwartz did enough yeah, to, to stay on the yeah. on on the podium, but you know, Pantro took a lot out of him on the first run. It's a bit tough to to pick these because you don't know how much has been taken out of these guys. So, if anything, you think Pantro after the world well, yeah, champs he had, how busy he's been. Then the city event. If he races, I haven't seen too many people announce that they're not racing yet. Yeah, um, and then straight on to. Bulgaria, and these aren't yes. short trips he's making, so yes, he could be he could he could be exhausted by the time the uh, Alpine combined comes round. But you know, Schwartz was in RA for quite a lot of the events as well, so I'm just kind of riding the the Marco Schwartz train right now. He seems to be um, on, on a pretty good bit of form. Bansko, from what I remember, I raced World Cup and Europa Cup in Bansko. From what I remember, it was a while ago. It's it wasn't the trickiest of pistes. Having raced Super G there, it's got it has still got a bit of terrain and it's got so maybe that actually will give the speed skiers a little bit more of an advantage than maybe RA, which was a little shorter. Well, obviously because of snow conditions, but it's not the most RA was really quite a simple piece, wasn't it? There's not a lot going on there for the speed guys to really try and excel at. But I think Bansko's got a bit more terrain, so hopefully it will be something where we will see some speed skiers around. We spoke about it before we started recording that. This, the Alpine combined doesn't work in its current format. We're not. I don't think we are really seeing the best all rounder. We're do seeing the best slalom skier that, that can do that can do speed, as opposed to the best all round skier. And I think that's I think that's fair to say, based on the fact that I can't remember Alpine combined that's been won by somebody that wasn't you know a slalom skier. If you looked at them, yeah. sort of their their profile. No, I, I can't either, and. I was going to ask, what, do you think a Super G will be, weather permitting, full-length Super G? Because I think one of my biggest frustrations with the combined as it is, is shortening downhill. I'm like, well, if it's a run of each, just do a run of each. Yeah, well, I think that's the, the speed skier's biggest bone with it as well, to be fair. I think, yeah, I don't I don't know why they why they insist on shortening the speed event. They, they did it in Wengen. Unless... Why do they take away part of a... The speed guys, the downhillers, the speed, the super G skiers. Why do they take part of their run away from them? It if they're saying it's make... to do with racer safety, then those slalom skiers shouldn't be racing on downhill exactly. if they're not capable of yeah. being safe no, on a pair of, right. of, of skis. And it, it frustrates me a little bit because obviously, as a person who generally prefers tech more, I still watch it and just go, but it doesn't seem to be fair. Yeah. If you want to see, you know, who's who, who is the best across that. Um, across that proper discipline is do, do a full run of each granted something like Wengen might be a little bit extreme because it's such a long downhill but even then you know still, that's, that's, still that's, that's, that's the race yeah. you know, there are some long slalom pieces like RA if you did the full length slalom rather than a shortened one the downhill boys would have 
yeah. been hilarious to watch at the bottom <laughs> because if the slalom specialists were out on their feet at the bottom, yeah, exactly. imagine what you know Paris and Creek might have been like yeah. going into a minute of slalom skiing. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it, again, it doesn't work. The Alpine Combine doesn't work, which is I think the reason why that they've looked like they've tried to phase it out. But I, I don't think it doesn't work as a concept. I think the concept is brilliant. I want to see the best all rounder. I think it's really interesting to try and find the the winner on a speed run and a slalom run but the way that fizz are running it at the moment doesn't work no and the fact that uh, you you mentioned it in uh, one of the world cup uh, daily podcasts the fact that world cup races like steve nyman are openly discussing ways to make it more fair shows that there is appetite for them to race it they want they want to be in it they just want it to be as as fair as possible yeah. and i'd quite like to see perhaps next season you know, you, you pick out the f- four combined races for the season and you say, okay, we're going to try a different format in each one. Sometimes it's going to be what Steve Nyman suggested of possibly doing the downhill first and then doing the uh, slalom in timed order rather than reverse timed order so that you see people making up time. Yeah. You know, one race do a full length downhill. Uh, just try a couple of different concepts to just see how close you can make it between you know tech and speed yeah um and then whichever one of those looks like the most feasible then kind of yeah carry don't that just forward wash, into the next season yeah don't just wash your hands of it because you've tried it one way and it doesn't work and they, they showed flexibility in Vengen by doing the slalom run first because of the weather conditions it's not that they can't change it because the format is set in stone they changed it over the course of the weekend they just said the weather's looking rubbish for the downhill yeah. let's do slalom first yeah. so the flexibility is there just like to see something and it'd be interesting to see if any of the athletes and representatives kind of almost lobby fists for, you know, making some changes or trialing things. You know, city events are awesome fun, but if the athletes are saying they want the opportunity to do this event, I, I want to see more. I want to see this try and make yeah. it work for no, them. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. So if you, so you, you're going to say Schwarz, I'm going to stay with Pantero. So. Those are the picks for the Alpine combined. They're moving on to the Super G. What do you think? Well, again, the Austrians have got some making up to do for their their speed efforts. A couple of lower Creek Mai got to get a couple of thirds. Who was second? A second well, and third. Yeah, second and third. Who was was he two hundredths off the win, and then that's seven hundredths off the win, which would have given me two more, two, two more, <laughs> two, two more picks. So Creek Mai owed um, So yeah, Creek Mai. I had I had down for for, for the Super G. You know, the Austrians will be smarting a little bit from not getting a speed win. You know, as, as much as I like to argue with you on the where uh, speed sits versus tech, them not having uh, a, a, a speed gold in yeah. the world champs is, is a bit of a dent to their prestige. Um, you know, when you've got the likes of um, Val Koffer and Hermann Meyer yeah, in, your, in, 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 your, in, in your history books, to, to not have, have a gold medal in, in any world champs is, is frustrating for them. So, um, you know, I think Creek might be looking to, to bounce back. Like you said, a couple hundreds, there was nothing much in it. All those races were tremendous, like sprint downhills and super Gs, they were so yeah. short. But I think they're going to be looking to, to come back. Foyt has already said he's not going to be racing in Bansko, so he, he's kind of one of the. Um, speed guys not on the table obviously much better at downhill but he'd still be there or thereabouts in yeah. the Super G obviously no Svindal yeah um. <laughs> first race first race without Svindal so that's where I'm going to stick with I'm going to go Jansrud I think he's going to he's on a high obviously from world champs and I think he's he's going to be properly up for it and, and sort of trying to I don't know 
win it for the fact that Svindal's not there keep that sort of glory train going so I think he's for me he's going to take it I'll be interested to see how he finishes out the season having such a erratic season by his standards yeah. kind of opened up with a with, with a win and then just went haywire after that and then just out of, almost out of nowhere pulling it back for the world champs go oh I am still incredible by yeah. the way guys <laughs> don't forget about <laughs> it uh, so it'll be good to see if he can keep that form up so I yeah, have no problem well, the with super, him winning. the Super G Globe itself is ridiculously close I think there's like six races all within like 70 points or something so which is nothing and I think and, and, one, of the, and one of those is Findel surely who's now not yeah, going to do exactly, any more exactly, runs yeah. so I think the whole thing is right up for grabs there's going to be some properly hard racing let's hope that better weather conditions and, be- and better more fair snow conditions and then we move on to the GS where we will see a Brit we will see Charlie Raposo he will be racing and still in the hunt for a second run and uh, and I think he's got a good chance and we said it in the podcast leading up to the world champs and not, and most of the ones that we've done this season we're waiting for, to see Charlie get through and find himself inside the top 30 and it seems like it's close but we've not quite got it yet I'd like yeah it'd be good to see how Charlie goes in the GS we really want to see him put down some some strong performances to really make a, a push for that second run we've been talking about it a few times with how close some of the squad are now getting to securing that second run and just the odd mistake here or there or slight you know either lapsing concentration or yeah. tactics costing people so you know like you said it's it's a it's a tricky uh hill landscape but it's not it's not impossible no time's running out though there's only a few more world cups left to really you know end the season on a high summer's training is incredibly tough you're working long hours really heavy work and um if you can finish the season off well, it makes the summer so much easier. Yeah, you feel like you have your targets already set for yeah. next year. If you get a couple second runs on the World Cup, you're then okay. I know I belong. Yeah, I just need to be, you know, uh, a little bit stronger, a little bit, you know, faster on and off my edges. You but almost you know feel that you've like got that yeah, you, you you feel like your your training plan's almost set for you then. Whereas if you kind of get to the end of the season and you a little bit unsure of where you where you belong or why it's not quite clicking yeah. it, it makes it that that like you said those those longer training months a little bit more stressful because you're not quite sure what it is that's the difference between where you are now and where you need to be let's uh, move to the other end let's have a think about who is going to come away with the victory well you, you have to say after if Christopherson does his scary Norwegian chanting himself again, he'll be the one bringing home the, is that the, the you, victory. Is that who you're... No, I think Hirsch is going to come back. I think you're right. I think he's going to be stung a little bit. That's probably one of the first GS races he's not won this season. Yeah. was the world champs, and I think that will wind him up a little bit. But we've seen some pretty good performances from a whole bunch of people recently. You know, Pantaro's right there. You called Jan Kranich a couple of times earlier in the year. He He's looking really strong. Um, and Christopherson now looks to have found his, you know, his his rhythm on the Gieski. So it could be any one of those guys. I had noted down Hersher just for the revenge win. Mm. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he decides to race the combined because again, like you said, it's a long way to go for one race. Like Pantra will be there for the for the whole weekend. It'll be interesting to see if Hersher fancies a Super G or not because we've not seen him do one in a while. Actually, because you know, he didn't race in Bengen, did he? So not going to get the globe but then it, will he go there and do two races it depends I guess if this 
What do you say? He had a chest infection. What was it? His, his was just illness. Illness. Yeah. So he's. It dep- I guess it will depend on how sick he is, really, if he wants to, because it is going to be quite tough. The guys will finish racing on Tuesday night. They'll fly out on Wednesday, and they'll be doing Super G Friday. Yeah, that might be a bit much. But I think if he for just goes just for the, the yeah, GS, for the so. then then I, I, I feel yeah, Hersher and Hersher will be the one for the win. I think you're probably right, but I'm not going to call him. I can't call him if you're going to go for him. So, yeah, you uh, can. No, but we'll, we'll spread. We'll spread it out. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Pantero. Yeah, I think Pantero. I think he's going to be one for a revenge. I think he's going to be annoyed at the fact that he didn't push Hirscher on that second run of the slalom. And I expect him to... I do expect him to be tired because he obviously is going to go and do the, the Alpine combined. Combined as well, yeah. Uh, on the Friday, I assume take the Saturday off and then race GS. So I mean that man's going to be, you know, it's a, it is a tough schedule. I think he's going to be the one to to push Hirscher all the way. I think Christofferson is going to be riding high off off obviously taking that World Champs win, his first World Championship win, and his first victory this season. Is that yeah, right? first, his first victory this season. He's going to be riding high, but I think the other guys are going to come back swinging. So I think that's all we've got time for for this episode of the Ski Racing Podcast. Until next week, goodbye for now.